Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. They're all gonna laugh at you. You're listening to the Jersey Cools. Hey everybody. And welcome back to another episode of Jersey Ghouls. Tonight we are so honored to have with us two of the members of the Extreme Screams team, uh, Tara Neal and Chris Smith. Say hello. Hey, What's up, thank you How's it for, going? Thank you for having us on. We're so excited to be here. Oh, we are so excited to have you guys on. Um, these guys have a crazy and impressive pedigree in all things. <laughs> extreme haunts and screams and i love to pick their brains they are also um kind of like gurus who are guiding me through some of the uh experiences i've been getting into a little bit but more importantly um guys tell us a little bit about what you do and where we can find you okay um yeah so um we do a talk show on um youtube youtube.com slash extreme screams um where we basically talk about all things haunt related um, we've got some things on there that are different. Um, we have a fear maker spotlight where we actually talk to um, people who have created like horror movies or short films or things like that. Um, we have a deep web investigation series. Um, we have several different things going on, but I would say that the crux of our show is extreme haunts and immersive theater. Um, we do a docu-series um, it goes up every Saturday at eight o'clock um, PM Eastern standard time um, that talks about a different extreme haunt. Um, right now we're going through the castle of chaos um, haunt uh, crucible over in Utah. Um, that will actually end this coming Saturday is our final show. Um, and we, we just, you know, we switch it up. The first one we did was Blackout. Now we're doing Castle of Chaos. The next one is yet to be announced, but can't wait to announce that one. Yeah, and if you're anything like me and you're a giant chicken, but you are fascinated with this shit and love to hear literally a step-by-step -step of everything that goes into some of this stuff and some of the cool stuff behind it, um, these videos are one of my favorite things. You guys are doing such cool work. Um, I absolutely adore learning all of the behind-the-scenes stuff. I also love some of your other stuff that's a little um, less traditionally haunt-related, like your dark web series, because I'm, again, a big chicken. I don't even know half of this stuff. Like, you know, Jackie will tell you, which is, I'm like like my grandma comes to the end. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like just the blackout series alone was so cool. Cause I'm so obsessed with blackout, but way too chicken to do it. So um, first of all, I think, could you guys just kind of run us through like what makes in your eyes, like an extreme experience different from a traditional haunt? 
Yeah. Um, so we actually, we have a definitive guide on our channel because this is one of our big talking points. Um, we set it up into categories, basically outlining all the different haunts, but where we draw the line for extreme to traditional is you got to be 18 and over. There's going to be a waiver that you sign. And the big thing is, is you're going to feel a sense of dread and danger. Um, this is, it's, it's more of an extreme environment. Uh, these usually aren't haunts that you're going to see like Freddy or Jason in coming at you or people in masks scaring you. Uh, it's usually real life type of fears like being kidnapped, being buried alive, you know, waterboarded, things like that. And uh, there's an audience out there. And then there's, you know, people like yourself that like to just watch and learn about stuff like that, you know? And that's totally cool. And that's why we made the channel was we found out there were some people that didn't understand what the difference was. And they were going to these haunts and having traumatic experiences. You know, they're coming out. It wasn't a positive event for them and it could emotionally scar them and so we wanted to make sure that that wasn't happening out there so we try to just educate you we don't really give away spoilers too much um unless the haunt's no longer around that's why blackouts just tons of spoilers but um <laughs> if the haunt's still around we don't give away spoilers we just give you enough knowledge to know hey you can handle it and you know, Marissa, I think you, I honestly, I think that you could handle it. I think you're cutting yourself short on it. Um, no, I appreciate that. I'm actually really curious and very tempted. I think after this whole quarantine thing's over, I may uh, actually drag Jackie to one. Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, they're yeah. a lot of fun. But like Chris said, just to piggyback off of that as well, um, there are some people that can't handle it, right? Um, some people who that experience is not for them. So on extreme screams, if that experience isn't for you, we not only talk about extreme haunts and immersive theater, we also talk about traditional haunts. And, you know, our whole goal of our show is to try to put people into experiences that are best for them, whether that be traditional or extreme or somewhere in between. I have to say that's one of the things I love about your site and what you guys are doing is that I never feel like you sensationalize or even like, you know, necessarily glorify or even are critiquing them. You kind of just present them for what they all are and you give a kind yeah. of unbiased look at everything. And I, I'm really impressed with the work you guys are doing. And I'm also really impressed with your pedigree. I mean, you guys have worked at McKamey, right? <laughs> Yeah, we did. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, <laughs> but I, you know, what? I'm going to kind of piggyback off of uh, off of what you're saying, Marissa, because uh, that is one thing. If you watch our channel, you're going to see a lot of positive, not a whole lot of negative on stuff. Um, well, I think maybe we've only given like one bad review. Have we given a bad review? Yeah, and that was for one of the immersive experiences, the remote ones that we that we're doing. That's oh, the yeah. only one yep. that we gave a bad review. Um, but the reason being that we don't talk about certain haunts is we don't want to bring attention to um, unsafe haunts to kind of glorify it or get people to um, even look into these haunts. We we want 
to pull the attention away from that haunt and go to another one. So like haunts that you don't hear us talk about. I mean, there are some, if people will ask us, Hey, you know, what about haunted hoochie? That's a real controversial one. I've got no problem talking about it. I don't know a lot about it and we will do our research before we actually talk about it. Yeah. But, um, you know, there are other haunts out there that me and Taryn particularly don't think are safe. And because of that, we've kind of parted ways with these haunts and make sure not to talk about them or really um, give them any of the attention that they don't deserve because a lot of them shouldn't be considered haunts. No. Yeah. It's, I, I think it's really respectable that you guys are willing to kind of take that, that stance. I think that's probably a bold choice to make in this industry because it is such a small circle I've noticed um, as I get more into it. I also love the theatricality of a lot of these places, especially the ones on the West Coast. Like I'm so floored by the dedication and the acting and, and Jackie, I think that you would actually be really interested in that end of things. It's, it's really fascinating when you yeah. see just how, how much of a theater experience a lot of these are. Um, all right. So what would be your top gold standard East Coast extreme experience that if like Jackie and I had to pick one, this is the one we should go to? Ada Silvis. Okay. Where's that one at? If you're talking about extreme experience. Yeah. Um, now there is a difference between immersive theater and extreme haunt. Okay. Um, extreme haunt. I'm going to say Kata Silvis personally. I don't know if Chris differs from me. Um, immersive theater. I don't know. Um, I would say shock theater, but no. there was one that there, there's been some changes. So they haven't really done a show since those changes. And there's one that's really popped up lately. Yeah. I mean, the one that you're about to talk about, um, I think it's going to be a hybrid of, and I'll let you get mm -hmm. into it. So I'm not going to talk, but I think it's going to be a hybrid between extreme and immersive. Um, I would say East coast, most popular immersive experience on right now. That is probably like, held really high would be miasma yes 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 actually miasma but the one that i'm going to let you have the floor and talk about it it's it's a brand new one that me and taryn just got to finish a remote experience with and um it's very close to both of us i know taryn can speak wonders about it so i'll just let him so okay so just to get this out there so that everybody knows so they don't find out in the future and say we're promoting it for ungood reasons. We are friends with the guy that owns this experience. Um, I just want to say that. However, that it does not sway my opinion at all. Um, the remote experience that we did for Blackheart Collective was absolutely amazing. The storyline was kind of confusing in the beginning, but that was for a reason you go through and you learn the story as you, as you go. Um, and at the end, it all comes together. Um, it, it's, it was a great remote experience. Um, they have not put on a live show yet. Um, but as soon as Chris and I are able to go through a live show, um, we will talk about that as well. Um, we don't necessarily want to promote something that hasn't happened yet, mm -hmm. but I will say their remote experience was, I'm going to say it. I'm just going to go out and say it right now. <laughs> it was the best remote experience I've ever done, including Nosen. Wow. Okay. And that's, that's high praise. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm bummed. I missed that one. Maybe I'll have to check out the live one with you guys. <laughs> um, well, they're doing another one. They're doing another one coming up. Perfect. I'm in Jackie. Let's do it. John. <laughs> I don't believe you. Um, Not at all. So, um, yeah, um, 
I'm trying to think of other questions I have. I feel like I have so many. Jackie, did you have any questions on all this stuff? I know you're kind of more of the skeptic about more extreme. What about like when a normal haunted house does an extreme variation? Are those ones that you guys like? Like I've been to a couple, like Eastern State being one of the more mild and tame ones, but they were fun. Mm -hmm. Also felt like maybe they were reaching outside of their expertise area. I don't know if that's fair. Yeah. So they're... um... Some, yes, some, some will say they have an extreme night and like me and Taryn have gone and we've talked to the haunt owners and this is our extreme night and it's like a glow sticks, like walking through in the dark and we're like, okay, you know, I guess that just shows that extreme is such like a variation. What's extreme to you is not extreme to me, but um, I'll touch base on, this is probably hands down one of our favorites and it is exit 13. Um, that one is an intense haunt on its own. That one, I mean, you're going to get roughed up there. It's full contact. Um, they're not going to hurt you, but they're going to grip you up and throw you to the ground and things like that. Uh, that's just on a normal night, but on, yeah, they'll hit you with chainsaws, but on (laughs) Friday the 13th, they do a thing called Natas and it is crazy. Like you got to eat nasty stuff. You get sprayed in the face with nasty stuff. Taryn got tickled by Santa Claus for 30 <laughs> minutes. Um, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was hung like by his, his our hands were bound and he was on like a meat hook hanging there. And Santa just tickled him for half an hour because he wouldn't <laughs> stop laughing. And we all. Well, what they were. Okay. So Chris is an asshole. Okay. Because. <laughs> What they were trying to do and what Chris knew they were trying to do was try to separate the group. So they knew that they were, Chris knew that Santa was going to tickle me until Chris left. So Chris just stood there for half an hour (laughs) watching people, telling other people to tickle me (laughs) as, (laughs) yeah, so. Oh my gosh. That's, that's great. And that was just a normal night at this place. No, no, no. That's the extreme night. The extreme night. I'm. I kind of want to go now, and and I can only hope that Jackie gets tickled by Santa for half an hour. <laughs> and exit exit thirteen isn't the only one that does that. Um, I do want to touch base on another one that I've been to that Chris is going to come to me hopefully with this year. It's called Hysterium. It's in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, they do something similar to that. Um, on Halloween night every year, they do their extreme night, and the way their extreme night works is um, so they use their same haunted house just like exit 13 but they ramp it up right so on the extreme night at hysterium i went with a friend of mine and so i had my head put into a cage with rats and cockroaches crawling all over me um yeah like real ones um i had to watch my friend get waterboarded um we had to eat crickets mealworms and mermites um Baby, I'm not doing this with you. You're on your own. <laughs> and then there were there were other things too, but wow, oh, gosh. Okay, so wait a minute. Like, and you guys are like, this is even though there is a rat on my face, this is safe and it's okay, and we mm-hmm. give it two thumbs up. And yeah. here's 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 the here's the crazy part. In our category system, that's not our extreme haunt. Wow, that's a level four. Oh. Our 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 category system goes up to level six. I'm going to have to like start at the ones, maybe slowly graduate a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I think the most extreme is what the night that we went to Pennhurst Asylum, 
And it was like, we, we're not signing waivers or anything, but it's one of those like, you can't touch the actors, but the actors are going to touch you. And by touch you, it means every now and then like a clown's going to walk by you and like graze your neck. And of okay. course, you know, scream bloody murder. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so <laughs> extreme. So that's, this is the, just to give a baseline of where I'm at. <laughs> so that's a level two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there we oh, go. I mean, me and Taryn went last Halloween to uh, Exit 13. And um, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll throw the name out there. But uh, so we were with Russ McKamey and, and we were going through it and they realized who me and him were and so they for some reason they pushed Taryn along which I was kind of shocked about because I was unknown at this time I was yeah, really yeah I unknown. guess I guess you were just kind of starting out in that group <laughs> so they pushed Taryn and my wife along and they shut the door and they said we know who you boys are and you're going to pay for what you've done and I'll tell you what I got picked up thrown into a closet I heard them slap him around for a while. And then I heard this guy actually say to me, um, say to them, go ahead, you can rough him up. He'll be all right. And then they let him go and they open the door and they're like, it's just you and us. And I was in there probably like 15 minutes, man. I, I got thrown up against every wall. I got hit with chainsaws. I got pinned to the ground with like a knee in my back. Like, I mean, That's what you yeah. Get things man and i will say exit yeah. 13 we talk about them so much exit 13 even on their normal night that is the only haunt that has almost made me safe word that has not been an extreme haunt wow like i was at the very very last part of the haunt and um out there their safe word there is muffin right so this big clown like after everything that had already happened being hit with the chainsaws all that this big clown looking dude just comes up like from like he was probably like this much taller than me at least in my eyes because i was like on my hands and knees crawling through this vent system and he just comes up out of nowhere and just looks at me and i go mama 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 and he just grabs me and throws me and that was the end of the haunt so i technically didn't safe word but i almost did now, what I'll say about Exit 13, we, we absolutely love them. We, we support them as much as possible. They're great people. We've gotten to know them because we go so much. Um, they, though, if you just step back and look how they handle, they know their audience. They know who can handle what. Um, me and Taryn went through, and while we were getting roughed up, I saw a group of kids go through and it was a total different experience. They all had positive experiences. Yeah, the monsters got in their face and they made it scary, but no kid walked away out of that haunt like I can never go to another haunted house again. And I absolutely loved it and I respect them because they do that. And I think that's why we give them such high praise mm -hmm. and we continue to go back so much. Yeah, that's really cool. I really respect it. Yeah, that's, it's good to know that there's like, like they have some, some responsibility to their audience. Mm-hmm. So what is like the one thing like I and I and Chris I, I know you already but like I would do anything for a haunt but I won't do that what is your one like deal breaker I'm gonna say the code word and it's I know for Chris I think it's snakes for you right I got man I don't know if I would say it right off the bat like I don't I, I think I would probably get up to the snake and then say it I do think a snake's going to get me to tap, but I think I might give it a go and be like, yeah, I'm going to see if I can handle it. And then the second I see it, I'm going to cry and probably piss my pants. <laughs> um, one thing that I won't do, 
and it's as stupid as it is, I will not shave my eyebrows. If I see them in the waiver, I will not go in. Uh, wow, yeah, I don't blame you. I don't want to, no. let's make sure we read the waiver carefully when we do one of these, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm bald. If I shave these, it's nothing. You can't tell where it starts and stops. I mean, it's it's over. That is not something that I would ever think that would be on a waiver. Oh, oh crucible like, and castle of chaos everywhere. <laughs> like, there's so many places. That's just the first one that popped into my head because we're doing a docu series on it right now. Yeah, if there's a waiver, I guarantee you those eyebrows are not safe at most. Of them. <laughs> And I'll, I'll work with them. I'll be like, look, guys, I'm going to give you an extra five, and we're going to do an off-limit <laughs> item. You know? No go zone. <laughs> right. we'll, we'll, we'll give you scathing reviews. I'm on Yelp right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am a Yelper. Oh, no. my God. That's too funny. Yeah, that was actually that was going to be my thought. What, Taryn, what about you? What's your – So mine's a little different. Um, anything physical, I'm perfectly fine with. Um, any, like I'm from, I'm a redneck from West Virginia. If you put it in front of me, I'll eat it. I don't care. Um, so none of that bothers me at all. I'll eat anything. You can do anything you want to me. You can shave my head. You can shave my eyebrows. I don't care. The one thing that'll make me safe for it though, um, is if I have to play with a Ouija board or perform a fake seance. And that's for just, I grew up very religious. So just for like personal, moral, and religious reasons, I, I won't do it. Oh, that's interesting. Thanks for yeah. sharing. That's, I get it, man. I'm not. I will say, though, there was one haunt. This was Scarehouse the Basement that <laughs> we went to. And we went into this room, and this dude had a Bible, right? And he was reading from it, and he was like playing a pastor role. And he ripped it up, and he gave me a page, and he said, put this in your pocket and keep it for later. I was like, okay, it's kind of iffy, but I'm going to keep going. So we went through, did the whole thing, and I pulled out the uh, piece of paper later, and I can't remember exactly what it said, but it had to do with what was going on at the haunt at the time. So it kind of told us that it was like a fake Bible, but that was cool in my opinion. What There's a difference between like where it gets like almost real to like mm -hmm. that, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'll say this. The second it happened, I know Taryn really good, <laughs> and the second it happened, I turned around and I was like, oh shit, I'm going to go through this alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> almost, almost. I, 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 that's all I was thinking. I'm just, I'm just staying quiet. Like maybe he doesn't notice. Maybe, maybe he's okay with he it. Maybe a piece I, of paper. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, that he hands Taryn out of all of us, the piece. And I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> like we just drove to Pittsburgh. Like that's the thing. We do this stuff on impulse. We were just sitting at home. And I was watching TV. I was like, dude, let's go to Pittsburgh, man. It's like and four was, hours and, away. And, and he was like, we should plan a time to go to Pittsburgh. And I was like, what are you doing this Saturday? <laughs> he was like, nothing. I'm like, we're going to Pittsburgh. Here in New York, you got to call us so we can meet you and do one of these haunts with you. Oh, yeah. You guys are right out that way, aren't you? Y'all hmm? are would, immersive theater city. What, I, oh. what would be yours, Marissa? What do you mean? Like my... Like I, what would be your call? Like what would be your call to stay for? Like what couldn't you handle? I think the the one thing that really freaks me out is um, eating things. Like I I, yeah. like I would be really hard pressed to be. I think I would rock like the bugs. It's just anything that could be bodily fluidy. Like I know they fuck with your head in that way. That would weird me out. Like if somebody spit in my mouth or something, I'd be so. Oh. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't think any haunt, especially the ones that we would promote, would ever do something like that. <laughs> I don't, dude. I don't know. Kate is Silvis, man. I don't want H. Oh well, yeah. I that's heard true. He, I heard that's she true. drank chewing she tobacco drank, spit. She, yeah, she oh. drank his chewing oh. tobacco spit. <laughs> yes, he yeah. Yeah. Like, now the thing I've, about Kate Silvis is you kind of get to know the people beforehand. So, like, we know Rhett doesn't have HIV, or at least we hope we know that Rhett doesn't yeah. have HIV. <laughs> but if I was to go to a normal hunt and they, like, spit in my mouth, I'm like, oh, damn, now I have HIV. Like, <laughs> yeah. That would be my thought, too. Like, irrational fear of transmission of whatever is is really creepy. Oh, and they're not scared of bodily fluids. Taryn threw up and has had puke caught in their hand and thrown back into his mouth. That oh, was at Natas. Yeah, no, 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 no. At exit no, thirteen. No. That's I think between like yeah, the eating stuff thing I could never do. I I I can't even take a shot without making a ridiculous face and almost throwing up. Like I can't do the eating thing. <laughs> and I think I think for me the other thing would be uh, like enclosed spaces, like claustrophobia. Like if I got put into like a coffin, like I know it's immersive. I know it's not real. I know there's a safe word, but like I think all of that in the moment would completely go away. And just panic would set in. Like that, I, I, I can't do the enclosed spaces thing. Well, if that's that. the case, you would love the way that Kata Silvis transports you to the haunt. <laughs> <laughs> so you actually, especially if you're out of town, so you have to get a hotel when you're there, obviously, right? You got to stay. You're not going to drive all the way there and all the way back in one night. So what they do is they pick you up from your hotel and they transport you to the haunt in a coffin in the back of a hearse and it's about an hour and a half drive (laughs) man that's a long time to be in a coffin i don't yeah i mean i could i think i could do that like i was i i've read about a couple like you get buried and stuff and i'm like all right i I think i can roll with that no that one's the you're on your own that i can't do that that would be let let me walk in on my own i can't (laughs) that one gives me the wig i can't do that can't do that don't make me eat anything and don't put me in a box I also um, got really freaked out once. I was doing the Eastern State, like the extreme version, which was so watered down. But they took me, they did rough us up a little bit. Were you there for that, Jake? No, that was you and Matt. Okay. Like they roughed me up a bit. They separated me from the group. They put me in a cell and they made me reach into a box. And it was like, you know, like stage glass. But it really freaked me out at first because I thought it was going to cut me. And again, there's the whole like bodily fluids thing. But I will say like, it was scary to 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 touch glass that was like fake glass. But oh, terrifying. Oh, yeah. It's fun. I, I like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm so attracted to the idea of them, but I'm such a chicken shit in real life. Like I'm only doing no sit right now because it's remote. Although <laughs> coast i might be down a clown man <laughs> well i think i think um extreme events are starting to like really gain traction too like you were talking about putting your hand into that stage glass mm-hmm. chris and i went to an escape room one time where um one of the things where you had to reach your hand down in it and there were like different traps and stuff it almost looked like a saw setup type room where you had to reach your hand down into it and find a key right well, the first one that you reach your hand down into gives you a little static shock, right? And then from there on out, you think like, hey, this other stuff is real too. Like when that one shows razor blades, I'm going to put my hand into razor blades. But like, you're not, right. that's what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, that's one thing with Dark Hills events that we've been kind of like toying with, especially with the whole social distancing thing is kind of bringing the immersive experience 
to life, but also like online. But yeah, we, we, we've been realizing that too. The more we do, the more we realize that sometimes it's all about the game in the head more and the theatricality of things. Um, and we gotta, we gotta get you guys out to our Jason lives when it happens. We're so postponed, but we gotta get you guys out there for it. That was one that when we did that, you know, I knew the two guys that were dressed up like Jason, I knew that they were going to be chasing us. And before it was nightfall, I'm like, you know, it's going to be fun, but everybody keeps like, oh, it's scary, it's scary. And then suddenly when you're in the woods, completely alone, because Marissa has already been turned into a zombie, and Jason is chasing you. (laughs) You know, I, I knew, I knew who was behind the mask. I knew exactly who was behind the mask and it didn't matter because they were coming at me with their machete and I'm in unknown woods and I legit started to panic and run. That's funny. I am kind of interested about your guys' Dark Hills events stuff though. Like um, one question that Chris and I have really debated about a whole lot okay. about the Dark Hills events thing was how do you get it to where you are marked as dead from Jason? We both have theories on it. So it depends on the event, but in the most traditional, because we're, we're trying to pull off a Jason camp this mm-hmm. um, fall. And the most traditional way is that when you, when we have the, the LARPing moment where you can fake fight Jason. And again, like, I don't know if you guys have met, well, you set met Mike at his not best, but he's a big bulky dude. Okay the ground and will slam you down with without even having to work hard is <laughs> that he throw it would like throw a heart at you to signify that you're either dead or a lot of times what we do is we let people be ghosts so that they could still have like a presence in the game and help the players because like it sucks to like be captured right away i was really lucky because i was in one where if you got caught you got turned into a killer so i actually got to get makeup put on and go out and also try to hunt and kill the, the survivors so yeah it was so much fun it was actually yeah. why i got involved in dark hills because killing people was my favorite i was <laughs> fun fact like i've had to take a lot of like um like work to be better at being an evil villain because i believe when i i was supposed to catch jackie i was just like just go just go oh yeah that was my favorite part we had gotten separated and got killed in the process yeah she had gotten killed in the process so i'm in the lodge with other people we're trying to figure out clues and i see marissa walk by but she kind of like bolted by and we had had before on our drive up there we had said like look if at any point we're feeling like freaked out like if it's too much like you know her and i have a pack of many things like you jump i jump if she started to feel uncomfortable and wanted to take a break because if you went into your room and shut the door nobody would fuck with you so we had said like if if it gets too much i'm like if you want to take a break i am right there with you so i see her like kind of speed walking toward the door and i was like okay like maybe something happened maybe she fell and got hurt and doesn't want to say anything or maybe she got really scared like um, so I go running after her and I'm like you know you jump I jump and she just looks at me and goes run and I was like (laughs) and like it took me like a second to process but I was like so I run (laughs) see I'm the type of person who if I knew that I could get turned into a killer. I would be looking for Jason just simply because if somebody's going to kill Chris, I want to kill Chris, whether it be <laughs> figuratively or literally. So, I want to be the one. <laughs> I'll be when you come, but usually if we know someone's out to die, we like purposefully won't kill them. Like, <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good. Or you can be like Marissa who decides she's supposed to be a zombie. 
And at one point she had picked up a foam weapon and to kill somebody, she literally was like, Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> and that's how she killed them. I think it was Rob. <laughs> but yeah, the yeah. best that the player's reaction was like, am I, are you, what are you doing? Yeah, did you kill me? Did yeah. you just pew, pew me? <laughs> me? I just pew, pew. So I can't believe they accepted me as a member of this team after my shitty performance as a zombie, but I'm, I'm ready, Jackie. Well, you can recognize me moving forward. <laughs> see, here's what would actually happen, though. Like, I would get turned into a zombie or something, right? And you would find Chris later on actually dead somewhere on camp, <laughs> somewhere on, in the camp. And I would be like, oh, oops, this was supposed to be fake. Like, right. my accident. <laughs> I thought, I was, <laughs> thought yeah. I was doing it right. That's my man. <laughs> He's the only one. He, we I, I suck at this game. Well, you know what? <laughs> Sometimes when the adrenaline gets going, uh, Mike, who at the at the the at the climax of our of of the camp blood event, I have to kill Mike because it, it was based on um, Jason goes to hell. So I'm the Jessica Voorhees. I'm the adopted one, and I have to kill Mike. And I think all I really had to do was like reach into his pocket and grab like the little tap light that he had that signified his heart and like stab the heart and. Um, on our Facebook page, there's the video of me beating the ever-loving shit out of him for about four minutes. I didn't, like, I didn't, I just, I couldn't, I didn't know what to do. And like all six foot five of him, I, I just kind of kept, and like the next day he like sent me a text message of like the bruises on his arm. And I'm like, I'm sorry. He's like, don't be. He's like, you're in the moment. You, like, literally had, like, a standoff at one point where you, like, puffed out your chest and you, like, walked. I was like, what? Where is my partner? Who is this woman? I just picture, like, her doing that and then Jason, like, looking around, just dropping the knife and, like, oh, no, what do I do? <laughs> what, this? this girl's crazy. Mike <laughs> says the safe word. Like... <laughs> <laughs> are probably the it's it's a shame too because like when we when people are like the bad guys they get banged up so bad but it's it's fun and we try to keep it really safe and we do lessons during the day for people mm -hmm. on how to use the, the fake weapons safely and everything oh yeah everybody like every single person has to be thrown by one of the staff members so you know how to fall like when i grab you here you're gonna grab my wrist and we're gonna one two three go so funny too yeah even though I have a lot of training in self-defense and stuff like that, and I was actually a police officer for a while, I got picked up and just froze. <laughs> like, 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 it was like the worst, most girly, I deserve to die reaction ever, yeah. <laughs> or when three grown women tried to hide behind a very small tree. <laughs> like, this, this tree was it, it, a twig at best. And three three grown ass women tried to hide behind it, and someone, Small. yeah, literally was like, "So this is what you're gonna do?" Did you guys do oh. the cartoon thing where like all your heads were peeking around at different? You angles? saw nothing but our heads. Yeah, no, the guy that the actor that was playing Creighton Duke just kind of walked up. We heard someone coming. We thought it might be Jason, so three of us went behind a tree. And I think that's what I, I like about Dark Hills is that we kind of do bring in a little bit of that theatricality too. Mm -hmm. Like we had such a great cast for our Texas Chainsaw event we were going to do this spring. I'm devastated. Like the guy, I mean, the person who was playing Chop, uh, Chop Chop was like born to play that role. I'm not even convinced he isn't a part of that, uh, the, what the hell is their name, that clan. Like it was just so perfect. Like it's, it's a lot of fun. So we'll definitely be back and hopefully we're doing a Halloween 2 event in October. Maybe we can get you guys out for that. Oh, for sure. That'd be awesome.
Yeah. So I can just talk to you guys all night. Do you want to talk briefly about the movie, Jackie? What do you think? We can, yeah. So we tried to, as we usually do, pair a movie with uh, our guests. And so we watched Hell House L LLC. Yep. That was too many L's. I went... <laughs> LLLLC. Hell House LLC, um, which I, you know, I have Shudder and I've passed by that a couple times. I've never clicked on it. Yeah. And I mean, one thing to tell you guys about me, I, I am narrow minded when it comes to movies. Like generally, if it's not an 80s slasher, a ghost movie or a 90s action film, probably not going to watch it until Marissa is like, well, you just watch this movie. And then I'm like, fine. And I grumble about it. And then I watch it and I'm like, oh my God, it was amazing. Like when I watched the Deep Red, the Dario Argento movie, I'm like, why would I ever watch that? And then I watch it and I'm like, that might've been my favorite film that I had watched that year. Like it was amazing. So this was another situation. This movie, I'm going to say it, like I love found footage movies. I know that found footage movies are not everybody's cup of tea. I love found footage i saw blair witch when it came out in limited release and i was convinced it was real and was really confused when i saw the cast on letterman and you know paranormal activity i think the first three movies i own i love them i watch them all the time so uh, going into this one I, I you know i read the description marissa had given me a brief you know what it's about and so I'm super stoked going into it. And I just, from start to finish, was super excited. I'm, I always love paranormal, a good ghost story. Um, uh, it, I don't know, it just, it does it for me. And like I said, the majority of my notes are, there, there's very few and it's nothing but, you know, one of the things I love about a movie like this is, especially watching it a second time, I, I never take my eyes off the background because there's always something to be seen in the background. And that's my favorite trope in a horror movie when there's that thing that you're not supposed to see, but you are supposed to see out of the corner of your eye, just right back here. Oh, that's my favorite thing. My favorite. So what'd you guys think? Did you enjoy this one? I was nervous recommending it. Yeah. I, I'll go ahead, Chris. Oh, I was going to say, you know, I, uh, I originally, I, I, you know, have been avoiding it. I, I, it wasn't a movie that was in theaters, you know, it was a found footage independent film. Like, eh, I don't know about this, but I absolutely loved it. I have been raving. I watched it this morning. I've been raving about it all day. Um, I'm probably going to watch it again tonight. Um, yeah, I it, this movie a lot. Yeah, it, it had so many, it had such a good creep factor to it. And I loved it. It was mm -hmm. like when the movie was over, I was sitting in my house by myself and I'm like, oh man, I got to get up and go to the bathroom. Like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to get up. Like, I'm so scared. Yeah, my, my washer and dryer is in the basement. I'm not doing laundry anymore after seeing this. <laughs> Russ says that cloud had just laid in your basement just until you come down. <laughs> I'll say this. I think my favorite line in that movie was the camera guy. He's walking. They said, there's a basement. He goes, yeah, that's fucking nice. I'm not going down there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I absolutely loved it. <laughs> yeah. I was surprisingly scared by this movie and, and uh, that's high praise coming from me. Cause I'm so desensitized by it, watching these movies my whole life. But like this would creep me out. And even the second one, I watched it like late last night by myself and I was like, pretty wigged out by the whole thing and I think it's what you were saying Jackie that I'm just like staring at it waiting for something creepy to happen and it's it's kind of like a jump scare but not 
exactly like it's almost a little more than that in a, these kind of films i don't know if that's fair no yeah. i think it, it's it's definitely a much it's a subtle jump scare it's not like you know like the string of early 2000s horror movies where it was just like bah! like that that you know they're good jump scares are fine when they're you know far and few between in the movie but this had extremely subtle jump scares and that's it's it's what I love about, like I said, found footage. Again, my, mm-hmm. my absolute favorite trope. You know, I want to watch it again so I can pay less attention to what's going on and more attention to what's happening in the background. And like once or twice, I got to catch things. Like at the very, very end, when the reporter is going through the house, you see Paul standing there a couple times, like in the doorway. And, you know, like there's the clown there. But then, like, the camera pans this way, and when it comes back, the clown is gone, and the, and the dude is, like, literally just standing in the hallway, and, you know, it's oblivious to anything that's going on around him, and that's what, that's what I love. That's, again, it's my favorite trope in horror movies. Um, there was, there's a couple, what was that one that was really good with that? We watched it first in college. It was that Stephen King TV series, Rose Red. Yeah. And we watched Rose Red. That one was really good for, like, the hidden shit in the background. And I also want to say, too, about Hell House LLC, um, one thing with found footage movies, I love them as well, but the way they introduce them is usually like a group of hikers went into the woods. This was the footage they found. One thing I really, really respected about LLC was that they started it almost as a documentary. You know, they started it as a documentary, and that was really good, and that was a perfect way of introducing the found footage aesthetic that they were going with and i love that well i think they really i mean they kind of copied off of what blair witch did originally blair witch uh before the movie came out sci-fi channel did this special where it was like a documentary on finding the kids and that's what led to half of the hype like Mm -hmm. this is real i just watched this documentary the other day i i saw this you know and i think that this movie took that into its notes and put it on the beginning of it and that's what really sold it because that that beginning part had me hooked and once i the first 15 20 minutes i i didn't matter what happened for the rest of that movie probably i was already roped in the way that they intercut especially at the end how they were intercutting the head cam footage with the youtube footage from the guy and the the security footage and that I thought it was it was really well done. Sometimes, as much as I love found footage, the one problem I have is sometimes like their justification for the camera. Like, why would you have it? There was one scene in this movie where I thought the justification for the camera wasn't there, and that was I guess after when when the when the one guy freaked out and he was like, you know, fuck off, I quit, I quit, and the guy's like, you can't leave, I have to tell you something. And then they cut to them like sitting in a field. And he's like, all right, I'll stay, whatever. That was the only scene where I felt like, like, where's the just, like, why is there a camera on you? Like, there is no justification for that. But outside of that scene, I really felt like, yeah, there would be a camera. Like, there is no weird reasoning. It's not, you know, they had said, you know, well, yeah, we film everything. No, not only for, you know, posterity, but we can go back and see what we like, what we did good, what we did wrong. Like it, it made perfect sense why they would be filming. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I was very excited to see that there is sequels to this movie and I will absolutely be checking them out. There, 
going to give a fair warning that they do the thing you shouldn't do, which is explain everything that made the one cool at the beginning. Yeah, so that's my only gripe about the other two, because I did watch two, and I think I saw three when it first came out. It's that they definitely give you more of an explanation for everything than you want, but they still are effective and fun enough, you know, could yeah. kill a couple hours. There was one scene that also stuck out in my head. This is probably the only scene that I have a gripe with, and this, I, I guess it comes from my love for haunted houses and how much I know about them. Like not only do I know the intricacies of how the animatronics work and how the actors perform and how a haunted house is set up. I also know a lot of the legalities about a haunted house. And whenever they were in that room with all of the camera footage and they were looking it down and they were like, why is there no cameras in the basement? Like we, they're like, and they, they were talking like, I thought I said, I didn't want any blind spots a responsible haunt owner at that point, if you couldn't get a security camera footage in the basement, wouldn't use the basement. You can't just put a strong actor down there <laughs> and be okay with it. <laughs> but that was my only gripe with the movie. <laughs> so um, speaking to which, if you guys had to rate this, this haunt, what would you give it on your scale? <laughs> Ooh. <clears throat> All right. So the actual haunt or the movie? Oh, well, The Haunt. I was curious to see what you guys would be the like. The Haunt? I mean, it would be a Tier 2 Haunted House or, ca yeah. or a Category 2 Haunted House. Um, but the, the category system isn't necessarily a rating system, right? Okay. Um, the category system just kind of tells you how extreme it is. As far as the rating goes, I think we'd almost have to go through it ourselves to really that, be able to feel it. If, I'm glad we did it, but that's yeah. fair. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to. <laughs> My follow-up question if you guys if let's say this if we lived in a world where this was real would you go to that haunt or like oh absolutely absolutely especially if i knew that there was some killer clown downstairs that was like a ghost paranormal activity thing going on absolutely i yeah. love paranormal investigations oh gosh i do too but they scared the bejeebies out of me <laughs> i actually met taps when i was younger like when i was like 12 years old oh cool I met at them the, at a can. I went to a convention and I met them. Oh God, like probably seven or eight years ago at some. I think it was actually called Paracon. What oh, was cool was Pennsylvania. I, yeah. What was cool was I met them out in the wild. Right, they were filming. So they were grazing um, in a field. Trance. Yeah, they were grazing <laughs> a field. I was hunting. I shot one of them. No. Um, trans Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Right, the Western State Hospital is what it's known as to locals. Um, they were. They filmed. A video there and it was one of the only places that they actually filmed a part two of and um i had no idea well obviously i was 12 years old but my parents had no idea that they were filming a part two there and we drove by and we saw the taps van and we were like what so we just kind of stopped and we like we stalked them all day like we found out where their hotel was so like we went to their hotel and we were like this hotel has free continental breakfast let's go here at like seven and wait in the breakfast area <laughs> Oh and like goodness. we waited there until they got there so i got to meet them all i got pictures with the tabs of van and oh that's awesome that's like, dedication i like that i like that a lot yeah so i, I this movie didn't have too much but i yeah I, there's not a lot to pick apart with this movie you know it's a decent movie i would i would recommend it yeah if you like if you like found footage if you like paranormal stories absolutely check this one out 
Also, I'm also going to call bullshit on Sarah staying. I don't care how much you're, you're, how loyal you are to your boyfriend. You start getting like possessed in the middle of the night, you're out. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I love my husband, but I'd have been like, cool, I'll see you at home. Have fun. Good luck. Judging based on the type of character that Sarah is, I would agree. But me personally, if I start getting possessed in the middle of the night, I'm like, (laughs) I'm staying. Like, I want to meet this like ghost. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you guys are so much braver than I. Even when I saw that cloud thing, like the first, like that's the part that I, m- blows my mind about these kind of films. You see a clown thing moving towards you and you're staying, stop it. Like, no, no. Would. <laughs> you guys would though. No, I would go through it. I wouldn't stay the night. I wouldn't like see, live there. Like see, I'd have fun walking through it at least once. But There's a difference between Chris and I. Chris is smart and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I am irrational. <laughs> I like to think I'm I'm the irrational one of the two of us too, Jackie. Yeah. Well, I also, you know me. I don't. I I have. I don't know what I don't know what word I'm looking for, but I'm just. Like, I I have very little fear in in that realm. Like I don't believe in ghosts, so like I will go in like guns blazing. Um, but at the same time, I'm definitely like, I, I talk a lot of shit, and like when it really comes down to it. I probably will like crack a joke and slowly back away. So, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, for me, like, yeah, I don't, I don't believe in ghosts. I'm, I'm entertained by it. Like my bookshelf has occult books and books on ghosts and books on hauntings. I am completely enthralled and entertained by the topic. I love it. Can't get enough of it, but. At your basement, you could say it. Uh, <laughs> these guys, I'm like, should I really? I'm, I'm, I'm first meeting these guys, and oh. we're gonna really blow up oh, my spot. No, we foot. had a whole conversation about Morse code the other day. I <laughs> <laughs> conversation with them and I was like oh god I probably should like I don't know them well enough I probably shouldn't have been that inappropriate so I like apologized and they were like it's fine and then they were on live that night they were totally roasting the, the expression and I was like oh, and I deserve it but it's such a great term it is. <laughs> we love it I use it in my everyday life now we try to get in in every episode we try Excellent. now going forward I'm happy to be spreading the good word I don't okay sure my crude sense of humor when i talk about actors that i want to do that's fine we're yeah we're, we're a bad influence on others um well first of all guys thank you so much for being on and thank you for letting us pick your brains um extreme screams you guys if you have not yet checked them out uh taryn neal and chris smith thank you again guys where can we find you on the internet uh you can find us on the internet facebook.com slash extreme screams youtube.com slash extreme screams instagram.com slash extreme screams basically type in a website and slash extreme screams and we're there except for twitter because we're not cool like that but (laughs) damn twitter um yeah no and we we couldn't recommend more for you to go check out some of their videos if you are interested in any of these haunts or screams they give you really great in-depth looks at them and without spoilers for new ones which is cool uh jackie all right so again yeah thank you guys so much for joining us and thank you listeners for hanging out with us and and getting to hear all about this cool stuff we will absolutely have links to extreme screams when this gets posted so please please go check them out go just tell tell all your friends anybody that likes this kind of stuff is absolutely going to enjoy uh the way these guys put together videos they are insightful they are you know educational and they're fun if you if you're into this please please go check them out uh as far as us same deal 
find the Jersey Ghouls on the internet. Just do the thing. Talk to us. Like it. Love it. Comment it. Find us on your favorite podcaster app. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Oh, shit. Listening to the Geekscape Network.